0: In Parsons v. Preferred Family Healthcare Inc., 2022, ARCAP 277, the Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed an order dismissing a complaint for failure to state sufficient facts to support an illegal exaction claim. The opinion noted that there was criminal conduct of employees of a contractor for the state after which an illegal exaction claim was levied against the state. The problem was that the state received the services that it billed for. Judge Gladwin set out this complex factual history. On June 1, 2020, Parsons filed a public funds illegal exaction complaint against PFH. He described PFH as an Arkansas health care service provider acting under various names and entities and alleged that between 2010 and 2017, PFH received $52,810,672 in funds generated by Arkansas taxpayers, which were distributed to it through the Department of Human Services' state Medicaid programs. Further, during the same time, PFH received state funds through the state's General Improvement Fund, or GIF. He claimed that a significant portions of the funds that PFH received from the state were acquired using unlawful means and were utilized in a manner other than that represented by PFH. In support of his allegations against PFH, Parsons attached and incorporated an affidavit of probable cause for the arrest warrant of Helen M. Balding. Balding was PFH's billing director, and Parsons claimed that from March 1, 2013 to June 30, 2018, PFH engaged in a scheme to illegally bill the state of Arkansas Medicaid program, which receives a portion of its money through taxes— The affidavit describes how Balding manipulated billing by entering false claims that were paid through Medicaid rather than Medicare. Parsons alleged that PFH bribed Arkansas legislators to further its fraud scheme and attached and incorporated a federal indictment naming PFH officers and directors, Bontia Bernadette Goss and Tommy Ray Goss, and Arkansas State Senator Jeremy Young, end of quote. The trial court, in looking to the pleadings, treated defendant's motion filed under Rule 12b-6 as one based on the pleadings. The opinion explained, We hold that the circuit court duly considered the complaint and properly determined that it failed to state a claim. Contrary to Parsons' argument, the circuit court is not to rubber stamp its approval of the non-moving party's version of events. Instead, the circuit court must determine if the facts alleged are sufficient under the law to state a cause of action. Here, the circuit court found that the facts alleged did not establish wrongdoing by the state, which is required by controlling case law. It is axiomatic that before a public funds type of illegal exaction case will be allowed to proceed, there must be facts showing that monies generated from tax dollars or arising from taxation, are being misapplied or illegally spent. PFH admits that its former employees committed criminal acts and claims that PFH willingly cooperated with the Arkansas Medicare Fraud Control Unit. It argues that a corporation is not liable for its employees' criminal acts when those employees are not acting within the scope of their employment, i.e. when they are acting for their own personal interest. Here, the employees were acting for their own personal gain and enrichment as evidenced by the indictment details and guilty plea. End of quote. The opinion observed by footnote that because there was a prior dismissal without prejudice, the dismissal here would be with prejudice. A dissent written by Judge Murphy rejoined, Today, the majority holds that a scheme to deliberately overbuild the state for mental health services is not an illegal exaction. Further, the majority holds that state legislators acting under color of law to facilitate this scheme is not a state action for illegal exaction purposes. I disagree that our Constitution should be construed so narrowly. To maintain the power and authority granted to the taxpayers pursuant to our state Constitution, reversal is necessary. Minimally, the complaint should have been considered sufficient to withstand a motion to dismiss. The bottom line is that the complaint described wrongdoing by state legislators acting in concert with PFH. This led to a misapplication or the obtaining of state funds through illegal means. The two criteria for state action were satisfactorily pleaded by Parsons because, one, the legislators bribed by PFH enjoyed the privilege of being able to direct Arkansas taxpayers' funds individually via the GIF, or via the intervention with state agencies, by virtue of threats to propose or kill legislation that would have negatively affected those agencies, and two, the state legislators were state actors because as constitutional officers, they were state officials receiving a state salary as provided by state statute. See Art Code and Section ten two two o one. The constitutional provision at issue is straightforward. Any citizen of any county, city, or town may institute suit on behalf of himself and all others interested to protect the inhabitants thereof against the enforcement of any illegal exactions whatever. Arkansas Constitution, Article 16, Section 13. The plain language does not limit actions only against governmental entities. The determination of whether there is illegal exaction turns on the public nature of the funds wrongfully applied. Not the public status of the wrongdoer, taking the allegations as true, the case should have at a minimum survived the motion to dismiss. End of quote. Judge Brown also dissented without a separate opinion end of decision.